Welcome out to part one of our week 10 episode. Today we run through some news around the league and give out our weekly awards. When we get back from the break, we talk about our pick six selections and then talk about college football. Stay tuned as you won't want to miss this week's episode. But before we start, Tanner Giles, everybody. everyone it is week 10 of the nfl we are so excited to dive in and, and do some great things here scooter is across the wavelengths for us he looks like he's pretty in depth he, he looks like he's tuned into the college basketball world which i know he's excited to talk about at some point scooter how are you feeling this week man what's up i'm just giddy i am just there's no words to describe my uh my mentality right now than that word and uh has nothing to do with football unfortunately but <laughs> guess, guess, guess we can still talk about a little bit of pigskin if you'd like egg okay i like it i've never seen you smirk so much just for the fun of smirking i don't know it's it's pretty wild to see right now i love oh, it it's not even a smirk it's a full-on cheese grin right now <laughs> can't can't wipe the smile off my face with with cbb by, being back on my tv Oh yeah, totally. I, I know how much you love CBB even more than I would say the NFC West. You're the CBB. If, if there's anyone in this whole wide world who knows college basketball, I feel like it's you. You have like memories of like way old basketball games and you know the exact like spot and everything. You have you have an insane memory and an insane IQ when it comes to college basketball. Yep, all sorts of info that will never help me ever in the long run, but <laughs> is the only thing that gets stored up in the old noggin. So can't can't be mad about it, you know. Okay. I, I agree. You can't be mad about it. It's yeah. it's like you said, it's not going to really help you in the long run, but I love when you bring that info out. It's amazing. Oh, that's just who I am. It's, it's my DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're rocking the Jayhawk sweater too. You got uh you got the Kansas court in the background there. You're, oh, yeah. you're stoked. We're geared up. Let's talk, let's talk NFL with, with that, all that being said. <laughs> with all that being said, I, I kind of just want to go over like news this week and what's kind of happened in the previous week. We kind of had, since our last podcast, we've had a lot of things go on. Uh, we've had a lot of crazy things happen. There's been a lot of controversy and stuff going on. Obviously, everybody's heard about what happened with Aaron Rodgers and Henry Ruggs in this last week. Uh, there are some more updates on a few things like the COVID-19 world that we'll touch on as we get into games. But Scott, last night, so we're recording on Tuesday night. On Monday night, the Bears versus Steelers played. We'll talk more about that game later. But how did you feel about the whole officiating in the NFL this week? Uh, the same way I've kind of felt about it for the last few weeks where I feel like uh, the zebras um, let their stripes get in the way, it seems like, too many times, and they, they decide to make the game about them. No, like, no shock there. It happens every once in a while during the NFL season, but it's unfortunate that these, like, new taunting rules, which everyone's talking about, have, like, become the star of the show rather than, like, the product of the field. We're just trying to watch Ben Roethlisberger dazzle us with his <laughs> athletic ability and i've got to sit here and watch stripes uh hip check bears players looking for flags i i don't I, know i i just want to see the the pure elite speed of ben roethlisberger on my tv i don't need <laughs> anything else all right i that's a great analysis i feel like this week more than any other week that i've felt in every single game i watched it just felt like refs were wanting to throw flags they were just flag hungry even more so than than other weeks this week or this season. So it, hap it happens in basketball a lot. It feels like the refs want to be on TV. Like they'll always be going to the monitor, checking things. Like there's like a few famous college basketball refs that are always doing that. Like just there's one called one named TD, TV Teddy because he loves to be on TV so much. <laughs> it felt like the ref. I'd never seen that ref before in my life last night. But boy, oh boy, did we get acquainted with his mug all night long, man. He was, that was, it was rough. I think he had refed two Super Bowls before too. Like he has a pretty he lengthy, did? yeah, he has a pretty oh. lengthy resume from what I remember. Not wow. that I'm super into the ref's resume or anything, but. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you're a little <laughs> bit of a fanboy here. 
I am. As as a former ref myself, I am a little oh. bit of a fanboy. I do sure, have that soft spot. Soft spot. You got to show out for your your refs, I guess. <laughs> they are the the problem is when they do make the game about them and like when neutral when neutral players of the league are tweeting about the product being ruined by the refs, that's when you know you have a problem with with your with what's going on in your game, especially on a primetime game. Especially on a primetime game. I think the hardest thing was it felt Outside of that hip check, that hip check was just totally bonkers. I don't know what happened there, but it just felt so inconsistent with with flags and what's being called across the league. So that's why uh, I – go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say Ben Roethlisberger, we joke about him. He was being protected like he was a World War II veteran. <laughs> and Justin Fields looked like the refs couldn't give a crap less about his life whether he was whether he was breathing after the game like yeah. he was getting mauled all over the field and uh dude's a warrior and and honestly had his uh had his showing out game for sure but it it did not seem like it was officiated fairly at all you make a great point even even outside of this game like i i, I remember watching the chiefs first packers game and just being like what is going on man like this just feels so weird and that whole game was just a weird game in general but makes you wonder why do we watch why is it why do we watch you gotta love the game (laughs) you gotta love the game that's not a good enough reason (laughs) oh for me it is you gotta love the game it's it's you know it's takes stress away it's just so calming but then you stress a little bit more i don't know it's just too yeah, much fun. You have a different perspective watching sports apparently than I do. <laughs> well, sports are the reason for stress in my life. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, another thing I want to talk about real quick. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was released by the Browns. We all know this. He was up on the waiver wire. He officially cleared the waiver wire and he is a free agent. I just have a question for you about him. Who do you think the team that he should who do you think it is that he should go to which team should he go to um which team would benefit most by him or which team would he be most excited to go to i, I feel like those are two different questions Ooh, let me ask this a little more specifically which team do you think he will go to um the dark part of my brain believes he's going to go to the seattle seahawks because it would just torment me I, I think he should go to the Green Bay Packers, if I'm being honest. I, I saw there was a report that came out today that that was like maybe his number one option. It, it feels like they they need another piece um, to be a different team than last year alongside Devontae Adams for, for Aaron Rodgers to throw to another target in the passing game. I feel like that would ultimately – if this is all hypothetical and in the sense that we don't know if Odell Beckham will ever return to the form he was four or five years ago when he was an actual superstar, but at least he demands some attention that guys like Alan Lazard and MVS don't um, for the Packers quite the same way. Okay. I like it. I I've heard rumors about the Seahawks. I just don't see him fitting in there. I, and they always go after the guys that don't fit in there. I, I don't I don't get why they would go for him. Uh, for me, it seems like Odell Beckham wants to be the number one wide receiver on a team. And so for me, in my opinion, it makes sense for him to go home to New Orleans to be on the Saints. He'd yeah. be the instant number one wide receiver. He'd be closer to home. He went to LSU. I think he is even from Louisiana. And so to me, it seems like he's going to go to the Saints. Who knows, like like you mentioned, if he will be that same form that he was five years ago. But the question is, does he want to play with Trevor Simeon? Yeah, he does. Trevor Simeon's (laughs) one of those guys you want to go and play with. He's really (laughs) on that high board of of guys you want to play with. (laughs) He demands free agent respect, 100%. (laughs) He makes New Orleans become a destination for, for all free agents to go to. Yeah, Trevor Simeon is to New Orleans what Tom Brady is to Tampa Bay. I'd agree with you. Exactly. You put that into perfect perfect words there. Yeah. So, Well, that's kind of all the, the news I really had around the, the world or mostly around the NFL world going on. Do you have any news for us, Scooter? No, the only news I've got is my uh, awards of the week that I'm 
itching to give out. Ooh, let's dive in. Why don't you start us off then, Scooter? Why don't you start us off with that MVP award? Well, my MVP of the war- of the week is going to go to none other than Josh Allen. And it is uh, <laughs> not the Josh Allen the listeners are familiar with. It's the Josh Allen that played against the Josh Allen that we're familiar talking about um, on the show. The, the Jaguars defensive end, famously known for having the same name as the Bills quarterback, formerly the number seven overall pick, but plays for the Jaguars, so he doesn't really get a ton of notoriety. This week, it was a big week for him, to say the least. He had a sack. He had a f- forced a fumble. He had an interception all on his buddy, his counterpart, Josh Allen of the Bills. Not confusing it at all. Um, Weren't they both but- the seventh overall pick? In like back-to-back yes. years yeah. too. 2018 was the quarterback Josh Allen. 2019 was the defensive end. And so boy, did the, the defensive end. He was he was a menace. He and he pulled off the biggest upset of the week, pretty much single-handedly. It seemed like like the Bills scoring six points in a in the week against one of the worst teams in the NFL maybe makes you want to give the the, the award to maybe Urban Meyer, but I just couldn't <laughs> stomach doing that. Yeah, there's no way you could stomach that. That's just not yeah. up your alley. That's yeah. a, that's an awesome pick. Josh Allen from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Amazing pick. He played super great. Uh, there was so much talk about the first Josh Allen to ever sack another Josh, or, you know, the first guy oh, yeah. with the same name, whatever it oh, was, yeah. you know, so. There'd only been one other chance in NFL history for that to happen like that. And it was. Really? Some guy, yeah, it was named, I think his name was like Tim or, or C- Cooper or Kerry Terry Cooper or something like that. There was like a quarterback <laughs> and a defensive player in the same game. Uh, didn't happen. So. Dang it. These missed Josh out. Allen. Josh Allen are a little bit better than the Kerry Coopers of the world. I'm going to have to look that official name up. That's This is embarrassing. I can't wait until we have Tom Brady playing until he's 54, playing against like eight Tom Brady's in the NFL on oh defense. My gosh. Getting oh sacked my every gosh. week. That would be awesome. <laughs> That would, that would be something to watch, honestly. <laughs> Must watch TV at that point. I love it. That's a great MVP. I went also defensive, but I went with a whole team for my oh. MVP. Kind of interesting. The, the Titans Jaguars. No, oh. I went with the Titans defense. <laughs> yeah. they, they shelled out. I had, I had really downplayed the Tennessee Titans defense, but this was the most I've seen them blitz. Uh, they were getting at Stafford. They were putting a lot of pressure on him, but they were also being in this uh, perfect positions whenever they were in zone coverage or anything. They were they were just getting to the right positions. So I had the Titans defense as my MVP. I was I was shocked at how how well they came out and played. Yeah, they made Matt Stafford look completely incompetent. Honestly, like just making boneheaded decisions, like the the three sixty interception that should have been a pick six right back to the pick six that was actually thrown like the the titans defense we i I have in my uh my notes for them sweep that that we have not given them enough credit but they might be they might be somewhat legit they might be hey scott you're a statistical guy has there ever been back-to-back pick sixes before in the nfl or is this like a first-time occurrence uh there has that has happened Matt Schaub, I believe, is famous for doing that. Wow. Um, yeah, I think he, he threw back-to-back pick sixes himself one year. Also, I swear Jameis did it in his 30, 30 for 30 season. <laughs> I could see back-to-back interceptions, but back-to-back pick sixes, that's insane. Yeah, that's yeah super Schaub, wild. I, I believe Schaub did that. We might need to fact check it, but I, I know there was I know there was a, a year where he threw like six in one season. So Okay, cool. Anyway. Cool. Well, let's move on to your game of the week, Scooter. What what game of the week did you have this week? I went with um, the game of the week being the Saints and Falcons game, strictly because I I am. It was a, it was a thrilling game. Cordero Patterson, your boy, pretty much making the game winning catch after a, a a thrilling comeback led by none other than Trevor Simeon. Um, I thought I thought the Falcons were going to pull the Falcons. They they blew a two touchdown lead in the fourth quarter. Then they somehow come down. Cordero Patterson, like I said, he makes that like tiptoe sideline, amazing catch, and they they ended up winning. And I'm wondering if the if the Braves, the World Series champions, did they break 
the 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 curse the atlanta, the atlanta curse. curse yes is it finally been lifted i think because that is so typical atlanta sports teams to be up and then or you know they they start to come back but they can't finish the comeback or they lose when they're up big or just things yeah. like that i i don't know maybe it was the hawks last year when the hawks beat the 76ers in the playoffs in the nba playoffs could have been the break there yeah could have been the Absolutely. Braves, but I think Atlanta's back. Peach Town is back, baby. <laughs> All I need is if if Georgia wins the national championship in uh, in football, then it's officially the the curse is officially lifted. I I lift it myself. You heard it here first. The curse is officially lifted if Georgia wins. Scott's got yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, I will have to. I will have to take the chains off them personally. I'll fly <laughs> down to Georgia and and do it myself. I love it. I- I want you to know, I was in Atlanta a couple of years ago. I think it was 2016 that I was there. And I think they had a sign up that said Cabbage Town. Like they called themselves Cabbage Town or Onion Town or something. I was super shocked about it. Wild. I don't know. Atlanta Cabbage Town. I'm Get, get on me and fact check that. I, I just remember I have a picture of it. Maybe I can find the picture from 2015 and, and get on that. But I was super shocked at it. It is a town. It's a neighborhood on the east side of Atlanta. So you are, oh. you are speaking facts. Sorry, Murphy's getting in the way here, isn't he? Well, he, you can keep going. <laughs> Murphy wants to be featured. On Murphy's really interested in Cabbage Town, apparently. Cabbage Town, it, it's hard. So it's yeah. a it's a suburb essentially on the east side or something. Yeah, or a little borough or something like that. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Well, that's a great game of the week. That was an awesome one. So what what was your game of the week? My game of the week was none other, and I want to say it's not recency bias, but I went with the Steelers versus Bears. Mm. I think you got to see a lot of fun stuff. You got to see Ben Roethlisberger running around. He He was completely destroyed. He couldn't even move there for a couple of minutes, and he got up and he willed himself absolutely we worried. worried yeah he he had us there was we were in some peril there when he was down on one knee i i didn't know if we were going to see that didn't know if we were going to see the last of ben roethlisberger after some of those hits he was taking <laughs> that dude is a warrior he got back up he fought through it but yep. in all honesty it was super cool to see justin fields who i didn't think would have a great game he came out in that second half and the bears offensive line isn't that great but he threw a lot. He, he threw a lot of deep passes, which was pretty incredible to see and was pretty accurate on those deep passes. So it was an in- intense game. Uh, obviously, it came down to a like 65-yard field goal, um, but that was my game of the week. It, it was quite fun to watch. Yeah, it was, it was no, sor- no shortage of drama, honestly, which is all you can ask for from your primetime game. From I'll, Big uh... Ben, especially. <laughs> There's always drama with Ben. You never know if, if a man's going to die or not in the field. Um, my game of the, or my, my rookie of the week this week is none other than the Browns cornerback, Greg Newsom. Um, maybe a surprise pick. It looks like I surprised you. At least. You did surprise me. I thought it's we'd be thing. going with the same person. It's a good thing. Um, and I'm going with him because he held Jamar Chase to his second lowest receiving total of the year, and he gave up none of those huge chunk plays we've seen Jamar Chase have all year long. Um, was just honestly impressed with him that from the, the moments I, I caught of that game. It, it looked like he was doing a good job hanging with him, and honestly, he's turned out to be a, a really stellar pick for, for the Browns. The Browns on they got him and the kid from uh they got Jeremiah Owusu Koromora too, who I think was yeah. one of the steals of the draft. So yeah. Pro Football Focus has him as their highest graded rookie on on both sides of the ball. That that Jeremiah Jeremiah kid. So Jock, as we like to call him on the podcast, he was on. He's yeah. a good pick. Yeah, the old Jock strap. He got taken in the Bonner draft. He did. He oh, he definitely was taken in our draft here. He was he was a high pick, I'm sure. Yeah. Totally. Um, at, at least in the top like 30, uh, maybe. Oh 50. man, I'm watching the Duke Kentucky game, and your boy, your boy, the big O Oscar Sheboy, he needs a breather. Oh, he, he, he's, he's a big guy. Rough. He's looking rough on the sidelines right now. He's a big guy. He does need a breather. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, that that was a great pick, Greg Newsom the third. 
from the Cleveland Browns. I love it. I went with my first, this is a first time ever on this podcast. I went with a back-to-back winner of rookie of the week. Justin yeah. Fields. Yeah, it was well-deserved. well-deserved. I, I, I do have a little bias opinion well, here. A little homer pick again. You're little, known for that. I yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid to to go with the homer pick. I'm not. But he I think for all the rookies he played just amazing. He was he was really willing. It was it was kind of like you you know when you see that sparkle in a player's eye, you could kind of see that in Justin Fields' eye at times. And so, I don't know. It it was it felt like a special performance for Justin Fields. I wouldn't expect that performance every week from him uh going forward but it was just a special performance from him. So he, he was, he had his Heisman moment last night. You could say. Yeah. He kind of had his Heisman moment. Yeah. He was, he was in the zone for sure. The, I love whenever fields rolls out left instead of right. He is so good throwing when moving to his left. Like yeah. one of the best quarterbacks. I mean, he did that in college a lot, but it's translated to the NFL really well. And I wasn't sure it would, but I mean, he's fun to watch. And it just makes me sad that I have to watch James Garoppolo play for my team every week instead of Trey Lance is all I'll say but yeah he he was he was awesome and did way better than than what I expected going up against the Steelers defense and honestly he has to roll out it feels like every single play and obviously he stood in the pocket a decent amount but that Bears offensive line is just so bad I don't know how they're still so bad but they're so bad yeah I got a few turnstiles out there that's for sure I, I don't get it well uh, that's our rookie of the week. That's our awards that we had. Scott, before we move on, before we go to our break, we put out last week our top five in the NFL. It didn't pan out so well. Oof. We should give our we should give our uh, picks or our uh, record for the last week as well. We'll give our record before we go okay. into our pick six. We will okay. for sure. I just okay. want to touch on we gave our top five. We'll, we'll do our top five again on Twitter. Uh, for week 10 but we really didn't I I had the Rams at one Bills at two and they both lost so my top two teams lost it, it just wasn't a good day and I had the Packers Packers up in there it it just wasn't oh yeah. maybe I didn't have the Packers I can't remember that you did you did they they had an excuse we both had the Packers so I don't feel as bad about the Packers as I do about the Cowboys being my fifth team because they just made me look like a buffoon for picking them in the top five um the who would have thought that it would have been a good week to sit out in the nfl because the buccaneers somehow moved up the power rankings by by playing the old (laughs) bye week that was their competition this week and they won it for sure you gotta love that you gotta love the old bye week move you up yeah that's for sure well just just watch out for those on twitter we'll be posting those on saturday or sunday we'll get those out but Let's go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll we'll talk about our records last week and, and what our overall records are on the season. Then we'll go into our pick six for week 10. And then we'll do a little bit of college football talk. All right, welcome back from that break, everybody. Scott, before we dive into our pick six, let's give our quick totals uh, what we did last week. I was sub 500 two weeks in a row. I, mm. I hit it really hard. From what I hear around the league, not many people had a great week last week, but I went six and eight last week, which moved my total to 79 and 57. Six and eight isn't good, man. It's horrible. It's better than my last week when I was six and nine. I mean, you, you, nice. you, you shaved one loss off at least. So I, and, I, and I was eight and six this week, so really not much better at all, to be honest. To be honest. Well, it's, it was just a wild week from everything I talked to about or everyone I talked to about the week this last week. It was just kind of wild. So I don't know, pretty, pretty intense. Just not feeling it, I guess. Mm-mm. But now that we've given our totals, now that we've given our overall for the week, why don't we move on to our pick six, our first pick six of week 10 Thursday night football, the Baltimore Ravens against the Miami Dolphins. Who do you have in this one, Scooter? I these are two teams I would have feel like I would have been more excited to watch based off at the beginning of the year like if this was week one I would have been stoked to watch the Dolphins and it just isn't fun watching the Dolphins for whatever (laughs) reason man whether it's Tua out there whether it's Jacoby Brissett like they just they just don't this isn't a ringing endorsement for Thursday Night Football but 
if you you're at least gain some playmakers on the Ravens side, um, from a pick perspective, I, I have the Ravens just because the Dolphins just don't have enough playmakers on offense to hang with the Ravens. Their defense did look a little bit better this past week. Granted, they were playing the Texans. So, like, what can you take from that? Yeah, exactly. Their defense looked really good. This feels more like a quick pick for me than one of our pick six, which is sad. Yeah. Um, but I'm going the Ravens. Like I've said multiple times, Lamar is the guy I would build my franchise around right now. He's like the ultimate winner, the ultimate team builder. He's always like helping linemen up whenever he can. And Tua might not be healthy, so they might be going with Jacoby Brissett. That's just a recipe for the Ravens to win. So I'm going with the Ravens as well. Let's move on to our next game here, though, Scooter. A more exciting game, I think, personally. The Saints, who are five and three, versus the Titans, who are seven and two. What are some of your thoughts on this one? This one is tough because um, I thought the Titans would come out hot uh, this past week versus, versus the Rams on Sunday Night Football. I didn't think that they would stay hot. But like we said earlier, it turns out we've really underestimated, underestimated the Titans' defense. Uh, a little stat for you is Jeffrey Simmons, their defensive tackle has the most pressures by an interior defensive lineman of anyone this year. And no one has ever been at the top of that stat other than Aaron Donald for the past three or four years in the NFL. And so he's making a huge difference on the inside for against the run, which is a huge part of the Saints game plan each week is, is trying to get Kamara going. Um, So I'm going with the Titans the Trevor Simeon needs to go if the Saints are going to be making the playoffs, man. They're, they they are not as good as that five and three record shows, in my opinion. And they I don't think they uh I don't think they have any potential with that guy, unfortunately. <laughs> the, the Saints have we've kind of talked about some Enigma teams this year, and the Saints have kind of been that team. Like they blew the Packers out 38 to 3 on opening night. And then they I think they played somebody that was a lower level team and like barely beat them or something. They They've kind of been a weird team, but like you said, with Trevor Simeon leading them, it's just not a sustainable uh, recipe or a sustainable formula for them to keep winning. Yeah, tight. Like you mentioned, the Titans have played a lot better. Kevin Bayard, uh, he's he's played really great this year outside of Jeffrey Simmons. I I think Kevin Bayard has been one of the best safeties, one of the best defensive players in the game. So I went with the Titans as well with their much improved defense and even with Derrick Henry being gone, they were still able to get the run game going. So I'm, I'm going with the Titans in this one as well. Yeah. They got the old man, Adrian Peterson somehow they're just rolling into the end zone for touchdowns. <laughs> if you can basically get the same production out of Der- Adrian Peterson that you would out of Derrick Henry, I, I mean, I, pr- pretty much the same player. He's just 35 year old Derrick Henry. Let's be honest. I don't know how that happens. I really don't. <laughs> Could you roll me in there and get a touchdown if Adrian Peterson's still there getting touchdowns? You've got to be able to roll just anybody out, man. Because is their line that good? Is it really that good that they're just able to roll anybody out there and still score? Yeah, Adrian Peterson. I mean, he only got he only had what like eight yards or something like that, but he did have the touchdown. Yeah, it just leads me leads me to believe like maybe you just like have the linemen like one lineman get in the backfield with me and just catapult me into the end zone. Like just, just toss me, throw like you. A, yeah. Like toss me like a sack of potatoes over the line, like 10 feet in the air. It's, it, it makes you wonder why NFL teams don't just have like some super light kid that they could just have a lineman toss like <laughs> 20 yards. Like why, why haven't we exploited that yet? Direct snap to the 140 pound kid. Yeah. Yeah. I would ask that. I would I would score goal line every time. <laughs> throw throw me it. throw me like a sack of potatoes, man. I can take it. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. let's move on to our next game here, Scooter. It's the third game in our pick six. It's one of the games I'm most excited about. It's the Browns who are five and four against the Patriots, who are also five and four. Just so everybody knows, this came across the ticker today on Tuesday. Nick Chubb has been officially he's officially tested positive for uh COVID-19 his status is currently unknown for Sunday's game so Nick Chubb could be out also their their second backup Demetric Felton also has the same thing they're both vaccinated so they could play but their status is still up in the air 
So Dearness Johnson, if you're a fantasy guy, if you if you do any of those fantasy things, make sure to pick him up because he could have a big game here. Well, and, yeah, and Hunt is out. So both parts of the chunt are just still they're they're still in the chamber. They don't they don't get to get get shown off this week. Just another uh, another classic Patriots um, scandal going on. I, I'm convinced <laughs> Mac Jones found a way to to poison uh, Nick Chubb this week. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me honestly if if Belichick put him up to that. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna default to you and let you uh, let you uh, take the lead on this one. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll make my pick quick. I am just going to say, could this be Odell Beckham Jr.'s revenge game potentially if he signs with the Patriots? I don't think it happens. Wow. (laughs) Odell Beckham might be the player I would say has the least likelihood of anyone to sign with the Patriots, but are you serious? Yes. Oh, wow. I just just feel like Odell Beckham is a total distraction that Belichick wants nothing to do with. I know he's, I know he's, they've signed distractions in the past when Brady was there, but this team's different. Like you don't need Odell Beckham coming in and hounding Mac Jones to throw him the ball. Like Jones has a good thing going. I know they've, they've signed Antonio Brown. They signed Randy Moss. They've signed other guys that were kind of loud mouse, but I, I think that would unravel the chemistry this team does have currently. Wow. I don't, I don't see it as unraveling the team. I, I, I feel like it would be a great fit until he gets injured, which would be like six games into his career there. I don't really yeah. see it as being a big deal because they would sign him on a one-year contract, little to no guaranteed money, essentially. But uh, outside of that, uh, I, I was looking at some of the stats today, and the point differential is quite crazy. I think the Patriots in the league are seventh in point differential this year, which is quite crazy. They're, they're just below like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in points differential. I believe it because that Jets game, they beat them by like 50 points. So that, yes. will, that will skew it quite a bit. But <laughs> Yeah, one game skewed it quite a bit. But then also like uh, the Buccaneers have beat the Saints by like 45 to 20. They've beat some teams really weird. So I was quite interested by that. I, I think the Patriots, like you said, are rolling right now. I think the Patriots are going to win this. This might be a homer pick. I don't see it as much as of a, of a homer pick. I think this is uh, a close game. But it's not a homer pick at all. Patriots are a good team. Mac Jones is playing decent. The defense is playing really great. JC Jackson is playing really good. He's getting a lot of interceptions. So I don't know. I, I, I have the Patriots in this one. I am going to go the Browns just because I knew you were going to go the Patriots. So I, we, we got to differ on one game this week, at least, right? I'm not sure there will be any others. So I'm, I'm riding, <laughs> I'm riding the, the chuntless Browns, which seems like a recipe for disaster. I love it. You got to go with the chuntless I'm, Browns. I'm riding the, the Browns that are going to make Baker Mayfield throw 50 times in the game, which just absolutely terrifies me. <laughs> Should scare anyone. I I don't trust Baker, as, as everybody knows. Let's move on to our next game, though, Scooter. Let's move on to the fourth game. It's the Minnesota Vikings who are visiting the, uh, I wanted to say San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles yeah. Chargers. You can call them that. They're still the, Char- the San Diego Chargers. In my I book. wish. Yeah. Um, I there is there a way I can go to Vegas and bet on Kirk Cousins having to make a comeback in the final moments of of the fourth quarter? There's got to be a way. There's there has got to be some sports book out there that, that will let me do that. Um, the odds I, I probably wouldn't make much return because the odds are pretty much a guaranteed lock <laughs> at this point that that's what's going to happen on any given week. I am astounded. I am absolutely befuddled that that happens every single week. Well, here's the thing. The Chargers have had it happen a lot to them too. That this, like what I have written down is neither of these teams know how to play a normal game whatsoever. And the universe literally might implode from them having to play each other this week. I, it really might. The Vikings have lost multiple games to field goals. The Chargers have won a few games due to field goals. This is totally bonkers game. Yeah, I mean the Chargers are are the better team to me, but there's there's no way they won't find themselves in a situation where they have to stop Kirk Cousins at the end of the game, driving for a field goal. Like it, it's inevitable. He's Kirk Cousins is Thanos. He's purple just like Thanos. Like it just it happens no matter what. It does. It does. I so have, who are you I, taking? This I is have, a shootout game. 
Yeah, this should this should be a lot of points. This is this is one of my definitely one of my games of the week to watch. Uh, I I have the Chargers just because I feel like I I feel like the the Chargers actually can stop um, Kirk Cousins when it okay. comes down to that at the end of the week. I know Dalvin Cook had something along the one. I I saw something in the news today that he might be potentially suspended as well. Oh, I have yeah, not he, heard that. It looked like he got involved. Adam Schefter tweeted out that he got involved in a domestic violence case, oh, which sad. I don't know would would keep him out um, this week or if they need more more notes about it. But that would be potentially pretty. Let's see. He tweeted that. Oh yeah, here's a a civil lawsuit was filed against him today from back in 2020. So sad. He, he might not be. Yeah, he might not be suiting up for them, which would be obviously a big blow to the Vikings offense. Oh yeah. Well, this game is just so wild. This is seriously, (laughs) I, I have here, I have like what's going to happen in my opinion. And all I want to say is I think the chargers are going to win in overtime by a field goal. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. They're going to win by a field goal in a game winning field goal with zero seconds on the clock or in overtime. It's just got to happen. Chargers win though. Yeah, it can only happen. It's the Chargers with all their kicking struggles over the past. The thing is, is like these are both the teams that have had no shortage of kicking, like have never been able to get kickers right. They just yes. Can't, can't, like there's no – oh, my gosh, I can't wait. It's, it's going to be electric. Over under 10 field goals missed combined in this game. <sighs> under. <laughs> Barely, <laughs> though. Barely. The cool, cool under. It's going nine, I guess. All right. Barely. Well, let, let's move on to our next game here, Scooter. Wait, who'd you, who'd you take? You're taking Chargers? Chargers. Well? Chargers. Okay, yeah, Chargers, both, Chargers. both on the Charger train? Okay. Both on the Charger train. Okay. This is an AFC West matchup is our next matchup. Obviously, this could be who leads the AFC West in, in standings. The Chiefs, who are 5-4, and four, versus the Raiders, who are 5-3. and three. This is going on in Sunday night. This is in uh, Las Vegas. Who do you have in this one, Scooter? What are some of your, your thoughts here? Oh, the Chiefs are just making it hard for me to ever want to pick them, man. They're they're getting wins, but they're just scraping by teams that they that would have absolutely just floored in previous years with Patrick Mahomes. And it it's really, really strange to watch because it feels like every single week you should just expect like this will be the week. This will be the week they break out. Um and it hasn't been happening, but this is the, just this feels like the beginning of the end for the Raiders. Like they lost to a bad Giants team this last week. I, I feel like it's kind of just the Raiders are more heading in a, in a downward direction than that the Chiefs are are playing uh, any bit of, of like well right now. But I, I've got the Chiefs in this game. Okay. No, that's a great, great uh, pick there. Obviously, I think everybody, if you're going to pick the Chiefs, especially if it's not against the spread, if you're just picking money line, uh, the Chiefs are always a great pick. It just feels like at some point their offense has to come back around. I One thing that I noticed in the Packers game that was quite wild is they played a lot of like deep coverage with the, the corners. And Travis Kelsey, who usually will thrive in that uh, environment when, when the corners are playing off deep and they're kind of playing off a little bit and Travis Kelsey can run those medium routes with how great he runs those routes. One thing I noticed is they were bumping Travis Kelsey at the line, pushing him off his route, making him take that extra second to get to his route. And I think that was not giving Mahomes enough time to check it down to Travis Kelsey, which has been a huge part of their offense when they've had success. Yeah. And so I I think a a combination of the line playing and teams being able to, the, the Chiefs not being able to establish the run is playing greatly into this. And that's why I have the Raiders in this game. They've been able to pressure a lot of quarterbacks. Max Crosby has played. Last year, he played good. He was their best defensive player, in my opinion, last year. And this year, he is just leaps and bounds better than he was last year. Yeah. Their defense has improved. Derek Carr has one good game. Every every other game is a good game, and he did not play great against the Giants. So I (laughs) feel like he's due. He's due for a big game here. And so... You know, with Deshaun Jackson being added onto this team, I don't know if that really affects their offense much, but I just feel like their defense is going to be able to slow down Kansas City and, and their offense will be able to score enough points to win here. 
did did you put money on Deshaun Jackson going to to Las Vegas? Because one yeah. of us should have. Like that, that it's just a, a match made in heaven. A fast guy. Like it's it's been too long. It had to happen <laughs> at some point in his career. But the Raiders can't stay away from a, a speed demon for too long. Uh, and they finally got him. They finally, <laughs> ladies run, and gentlemen, they got him. If you run a f- sub four three, you know you're getting taken by the Raiders at some you're point. In, you're in the Raiders, yeah. You're in their pipeline, no matter yeah. what. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you could be a, a random, estranged kid from like Japan and ha- like have no affiliation with sports. You you're in their database. <laughs> yeah, they've got you. They're they're scouting yeah. you. So <laughs> they've got a mark on your head. Al Al da- the ghost of Al Davis will find you. You got to love it. You got to love it. Well, I'm glad we got another different pick here, but let's go on to the final game of our pick six. You are our NFC West expert, Scooter. You need to lead us off on this one. Give us your pick. Los Angeles Rams going into San Francisco to play the 49ers. Oh my gosh. Play the 49ers with the worst home field advantage in the entire NFL. My goodness. It makes eight straight losses. The 49ers coming off a loss to Colt McCoy this week. They made him look like the prime version of Vince Young at Texas. They made James Conner look like the prime version of Reggie Bush at USC. The The 49ers looked like the sorriest team in the league this past week, which is saying something because there's a lot of not really good teams. And uh, I, I have the Rams coming by – maybe a million this this week wow this is your over one million game yeah over one million game (laughs) taking the spread of over one million (laughs) not not the over just the spread you can count on that oh wow the the thing the thing about this game is kyle shanahan for whatever reason does kind of own sean McVay a little bit i don't have their their records pulled up but he he is capable of like besting McVay, kind of similar to how we've seen Kingsbury kind of outcoach Shanahan a little bit here recently. So that is something to watch for kind of a vendetta against one or the other. Um, usually the 49ers play their best ball and they play the Rams, but the Rams are too good. Um, and, and they're, they're really motivated. I'm sure coming off a bad loss to Tennessee. Yeah. It, it, it will be really interesting to see how they bounce back from that Tennessee loss. Uh, my only note for this game is, Somehow the 49ers feel like they should win this one, but I've mm. backed them too many times this year to pick them again, especially they, they, at home. Wait, wait, the 49ers feel like who, who on the 49ers feels like they should win? Cause I don't know. Maybe. Me, <laughs> I don't know anybody. I, oh, you feel like they I, should win. I feel like the 49ers should win this game being at home Monday night. Like you mentioned against McVay, when they play okay. their best ball against the Rams, uh, but I've just backed them too many times. I started losing faith in them. So I'm going with the Rams as well. Good pick. You, you, you will not be disappointed. I can tell you that much. <laughs> is, as, let's hear our weekly update. Is James Garoppolo starting or will Trizzy Trey be starting? James, James Jimbo Garoppolo is, is probably suiting up this week for some reason. No injuries? Trizzy Trey. No, no injuries to, to Jimbo James, although it kind of looks like Jimbo James is injured whenever he's out there. They lost their <laughs> they lost their starting right tackle for the season as well. So Jimbo probably won't last uh, many more snaps, unfortunately. Here's the deal. Jimbo, he, they're, they're going to get blown out by the Rams. Week 11, they have the Jacksonville Jaguars. No better, no better time to unleash Trey Lance on a team. Than, than Urban Meyer. No way to better get the confidence up for the for the young rook, right? We'll keep our eye out on that one. I've got that one flagged on my on my uh, board right here, right now. Watch okay. out for Trey Lance, Trizzy Trey going against the Jaguars. Let's hope. Let's hope. Lord, give <laughs> me strength. Okay, we believe it. Well, Scooter, let's move on. We'll we'll talk real quick about college football, and then we'll end part one here. Uh, I I have a couple of notes. Purdue got the big upset win, just like we called last week. Clap it up. Clap it up for ah, you. Yeah. Clap it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the Mario Kart music there. Um, we won. We knew it. We knew it was inevitable, right? Yeah, it was. Although I doubted it. I doubted them because Michigan State was what? They were like sixth? Well, they were sixth, and then they were number three in like the oh, AP yeah. poll or whatever. Yeah, so they, they weren't, weren't number, number two. They weren't number two, but man, by golly, Purdue 
Purdue still figures out a way to to do it, man. Shock yeah. the world. Shock the world. Purdue. Talking about Purdue, could this be upset alert? Upset alert. Ohio State versus Purdue. Could We're gonna Purdue need do that again. We're gonna need that sound like patented. Whatever you just did. <laughs> I don't know what I did, but upset alert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Purdue is the blind squirrel that somehow has found like more than just one nut um, in the wilderness. To me, <laughs> there's no way they find three. Like, there's no way they beat Ohio State as well. So I, I'm not willing to go to the. It's basketball season now for Purdue. They're officially in the basketball mode. I like that. The, the football team's been left in the dust, I believe. That's a good feeling for me. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, Watch yeah. out. There will be more sounds coming college basketball or college football here. Uh, okay, good. North Carolina rushed the field after they beat number nine, Wake Forest. I don't know if you saw that, but I didn't. They rushed the field. It was in North Carolina, so they rushed, but they rushed the field. I would never rush the field against Wake Forest, but they, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Oh, you're being, you're rushed the field truther now. Can't let the kids have fun. Well, I I love it, but <laughs> just Wake Forest like doesn't seem like a powerhouse football team, even though they're number nine again this week. Kind of. You'd weird. definitely be sitting up in the stands, folding your arms, just shaking your head <laughs> at all those those hammered college students, dude. I know who you are, dude. There's no way you'd be in on that. You know it. You know freaking, it. Freaking hard out. Uh, North Carolina's had a disappointing year with with the expectations they had going into this year with with Sam Allen quarterback. Good for the kids. Let them have some fun. Even them, if it's Wake Forest. Let them get down there, I guess. Uh, yeah. The next thing I have here is Ole Miss played Liberty. This is potentially mm. two first-round quarterbacks in this game. I think They're playing think, this week, right? They played. They played last week. Oh, well, shows you how I, shows you how in tune I was with that game. Yeah, so I think there was something like 20 scouts that were at that game. Nice. Uh, pretty Malik Willis, my guy, who I think should be the number one QB. Did not have a great game, but Matty Corral, I, not my guy, Matty Corral, had a better game than Malik Willis. So interesting okay. game. Uh, my, my next thing here is that's a resounding win for BYU and Utah. I don't know what the sounds are coming from, man. I have no idea where they're coming from right now, but they're here to stay. Apparently there's no way we're going to be able to, to keep those off the, the soundboard each week. <laughs> We're getting them in. We're getting them installed. But BYU and Utah both had resounding wins this week. So it, it was quite yeah. a wild week. Tough, tough battle for the Cougs for Idaho State. That was. <laughs> well, and and I think the U was up 35 to zero at half against Stanford. Yeah. So uh Stanford, yeah. man, that's just wild what's happened to them. They their starting quarterback did get injured two weeks ago. So okay. Okay. Yep. He I mean, they down. got the win versus Oregon, and then it's just been absolute nightmare show for them. Exactly. So that's all I have recapping last week. I want to move on to next week. Georgia plays Tennessee. I've said this about Alabama losing to Tennessee. Does Tennessee maybe beat Georgia? <laughs> it's going to be a big fat no from me. Okay. Trebek. Good call. Good call. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. All right. Well, yeah. That's okay. My other big matchups I have this week then, since Georgia, we've already talked about them, and Ohio State, we've talked about them. Number eight, Oklahoma is going into Baylor. I think that will be a really interesting game to watch. Uh, number Those seven, two always play very exciting games. Yes, both high-powered offenses too, so yeah. it will be interesting to watch. Yeah. Miss, seven, number 17, Mississippi State is going to Auburn, who's 13. Uh, another interesting SEC game there. Uh, 14 Texas A&M versus 16 Ole Miss. Great game. Who knows what will happen? But another great game. Number nine Wake Forest is going to be hosting NC State. Can (laughs) NC State get the win? I don't know. Will they rush the field? I don't know. So it feels like they just kind of since Clemson is bad this year. They're just like, we got to find whatever ACC teams we can to throw them in the rankings to make it look like the ACC is in a sorry conference. So next year, if Clemson's good, then they're like, oh, yeah, I remember last year. What I mean, happened? we always see this with the SEC, like just being an SEC team, if you're over 500, it's an automatic ranking, it feels like. But yeah, well, whatever. At least I, I, 
with the college football rankings that came out tonight, I know Ohio State flipped into the uh, the top four, correct? They flipped yep. into that number four spot along with, with Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma. Correct. So, I mean, wait, why? Oh, okay, Oklahoma's eight, eight, ranked eighth, but in like the college football playoff ranking, they're ranked third, right? Correct. Okay, that's not confusing at all. No, I, I don't like how they do the rankings because like <laughs> Oregon's ranked third, but like yeah. – somehow i i don't i don't get it i don't get the whole thing and and i don't get the committee man i'll I'll talk later i'll talk another time about the committee but i don't get the committee oh so oklahoma's not in the current college football playoff rankings oh i thought they were is it oregon then yeah it's oregon and number three oklahoma's number four in the ap top 25 okay maybe that's what it was I mean, it all comes down to if, if Oklahoma beats Baylor this week, they probably they probably jump into that fourth spot um, because no one cares that Cincinnati is 9-0, right? I mean, they should have lost to, to, to poor old Tulsa this week. I, I don't think <laughs> another upset can. alert. We didn't we didn't talk about how we beep, might. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I'm speechless. I'm speechless with the noises. That that should have been another upset that we called. Man, it was. It was looking it was looking good for a minute there. It was. I I don't know. No one cares apparently that Cincinnati's nine and oh Oklahoma's also nine and oh. So like why wouldn't yeah. you put them above them? Interesting yeah. thoughts. But that's all I have for college football scooter. Do you have anything else before we wrap up part one of week ten? No. My only thought is uh twelve team playoff, baby. Let's let's get it done. This year, why not? What's what's stopping us from doing it right here, right now? I, I like the 18 playoff. 12 teams a little too much for me, but I like the okay. 18 playoff. All right, that's fine. 18, I don't care. What's, what's stopping you, college football? I don't know. I have no idea what's stopping them. Apparently, it's more money. Apparently, they don't want more money for... Uh... <laughs> that sounds exactly right. Yeah, outlandish that they wouldn't want more money, honestly. <laughs> well, good. Well, let's, let's wrap up part one here, Scooter. Thank you to the listeners. We'll catch you at part two. See ya.